And a good afternoon to you. Thank you for being with us. Appreciate the goodness of the Lord here on a Tuesday afternoon. And I know the sunshine, uh, it's, of course, it's back right now, but a moment ago it clouded up. The temperature really uh, started dropping there and the wind picked up. And I really question this whole thing of snow flurries tonight. Uh, but apparently, <laughs> apparently so. Yeah, maybe, maybe so. After all, yeah, it's uh, there's a little a little skiff coming through. Nothing to get excited about, but it is. Uh, it's already snowing uh, up in the section uh, at the very edge of Virginia. It's snowing up there, and this little front coming through. And so uh, it's mostly in the elevation there of the Appalachians, uh, snowing up around Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We don't have a lot of precipitation in this, not, not really, but enough to maybe cause some issues in the morning. We'll see. It's been warm and the rain and all, so the, the, the ground's not cold at least. So that is a plus. All right. So let me, uh, we'll, we'll get to the weather here in just a moment. Let's get you home first. And so we'll back out of here and see what's going on. You know, I've been impressed at how well I-26 has been doing lately. And as sure as I say that, they'll have a pileup. I mean, that's kind of the way it works. But they have been doing real well. And, uh, well, the... The way they've got it routed right now, the, the tra traffic travels pretty good through there right now. And, of course, uh, still lots of work going on. And somebody was asking me the other day, they said, when is that going to be fixed uh, there at the parkway? Well, there only lack a couple of sections, you know, on each end of the parkway bridge. But then, you know, the old way where, the, where it split and went down the hill and then turned toward Asheville from the parkway bridge, well, Apparently, they went ahead and made the decision to add an exit there. So they're actually going to cut in an exit, and apparently from, I guess, from both sides, and it's going to go across the top of that hill and go over by Pratt and Whitney, the big bridge that's over there off of uh, 191, right there at the Arboretum, you know, where it comes into that red line. That's going to be the Blue Ridge Parkway exit from what they're saying. Yeah, that's what they're saying. So anyway, yeah, uh, interesting. And then another traffic note, uh, have you noticed they come in yesterday, the day before, I guess it was yesterday, and cut all the trees down at Lowe's? And so something's going to go on right there. I don't know if they're going to add a lane or what they're going to do. But I know they're reworking that intersection where Lowe's is at. And Brevard, they're going to do redo those bridges, and they're going to redo the intersection at Pisgah Forest, at going into the forest, and then they're going to redo the one going into Walmart. So that whole section is going to be redone. And from the looks of what they've done, they're going to come out 64 toward us, apparently out to the new cut-through, at least that far. I know the long-term plan is to four-lane it all the way to their Bavard Academy, but I don't know. Don't I don't think that's this phase. I don't think that's going to happen. So anyway, uh, it is... Uh, yeah, a lot of road construction, and so, yeah, that's that's going on. So right now, the only thing that I can find, while we've been talking, I've been looking, uh, we've got the bridge is real slow today if you're going west in Asheville. So the Captain Jeff Bourne Bridge is backed up pretty well all the way across the bridge. It's just barely moving. And uh, so 
but that's if you're coming out of town, heading uh, west on Patton Avenue, west on 240. And then it's slow right there in town at the new cut. That's a uh, bow catcher cut. That's typical for this time of day. 25, 25A, all of that looking okay. 40 is fine today. If we drop off the mountain, Spartanburg is in pretty good shape. Greenville, you're better than usual. You've got your normal right there around the airport, mostly southbound. Everything else seems to be uh, in order. I don't see a whole lot of problems as we look around. And uh, really just, just afternoon traffic, not a lot to comment on. So let's see if we can zoom in and get just a little closer look at how far south it's snowing. So it's blowing snow right now and blowing rock. Uh, Boone, West Jefferson, you know, as this rain hits Roan Mountain and starts hitting the peaks there. And even though they their surface temperatures are still above freezing, apparently there's a cold air mass this thing is running into because the Doppler uh, indication is that it is snowing in that section up around Mountain City and, and all of that and then on up into all the way to Withful, really, is where the snow line's at uh, up there. Our precipitation is already coming in it's coming in as rain it is coming in from around from gatlinburg coming that way it's coming across 441 as most of you know we rarely get accumulating snows out of tennessee at least and let me let me qualify that the border counties of south carolina the southern mountains rarely get snow out of tennessee it can happen but now your mountain counties, uh, from Swain uh, all the way up, all your, your Tennessee-touching counties, now they'll, yeah, they'll always get some snow from it, but we typically don't, and that's, this one is coming out of Tennessee. Now, if we get a Georgia storm and uh, Alabama-Georgia storm, that's quite different for the southern mountains. That's where most of our precipitation comes from. So, so far... Uh, I don't see any snow south of Boone, but in a little bit of rain. And the other part of that is what we're seeing may not be getting here. So we may be seeing precipitation that actually doesn't get to the, to the surface because it's falling as Virga, which means that it uh, evaporates before it hits the surface because that we have uh, some very, dry, uh, you know, very low, you know, high, low humidities. And so it may be actually soaking it up. 49 is what Asheville said they had, and their humidity is only at 46%. Now, there's room for it to drop. Yeah, the dew point's at 29. So, yeah, there's definitely room for the temperature to drop, and I expect it will, to below freezing. And a lot of it's going to be on this timing here and uh, to see when all this gets here. And uh, so this is what the official forecast says. Uh, rain showers likely tonight, mixing possibly mixing with snow after 3 a.m., then gradually ending. Patchy fog after 10 p.m., otherwise mostly cloudy with a low around 32. South wind 5 to 7, becoming light and variable. The chance of precipitation is 70%, but little or no snow accumulation is expected. And I know that's a disappointment for a lot of folks. And so tomorrow's 47, 26 tomorrow night, 59 on Thursday, 33 Thursday night, 60 on Friday, 34 Friday night, and if you're looking for a dry spell, uh, we're going to have the rest of this week, but we get a 50% chance of showers in here by Sunday. Okay, so if you're looking for, for it to dry up, I tell you, I, I wish there was a market for mud. 
because if I could sell mud, I could, I could get rich selling mud. My goodness, my, uh, it's, my mud is so deep that my, my, it's repulsive to my sheep and to my goats. They despise walking in the mud. And it's funny to watch them because they, 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 they will hesitantly walk and then they jerk their feet up real fast like, hey, if I don't, if I don't leave it in there long, it won't get dirty. <laughs> it's funny to watch them. They don't like walking in mud. But uh, I'm telling you, I, I, nothing I can do about it. It's just everything has turned to absolute mud. And uh, from, uh, from the freeze, the deep freezes, then all the, all the precipitation, yeah, anybody that's got a farm, it's muddy right now. The 30th day of the month of January, the general budget of Anchor Broadcasting today being sponsored by the Hoopers Creek Baptist Church in honor of Pastor Philip Youngblood's birthday, and it was yesterday, and we got to wish him a happy birthday. And uh, we appreciate him very much, and uh, we appreciate him. He carries on the legacy of his grandfather that pastored there at Hooper's Creek for many, many years, 40, I guess, years or so. And so we certainly appreciate Brother Youngblood. The network budget today, sponsored in thankfulness for the promises of the Word of God. Birthdays today also include Pastor Chris Norris. Glad he's feeling better. Also, Catherine Martin is 11 today. And so special congratulations going out to Catherine uh, on her birthday, 11 years. Would you believe we're less than a month out on Sherathon? Sunday marked the month. Yeah, four weeks from this past Sunday. And so four weeks from today, we will be in day two, ending day two of Sherathon 2024. And so we appreciate in advance God's mercy, and we're looking forward to what God's going to do. And we're excited about the prospects of the Lord meeting with us. And so we'd ask you to pray and start praying now. Also, I want to mention as a part of our share preparation, of course, here we're working on everything. We're working crazy around here. We have a working scheduled for the congregation to come and work uh, coming up. We have actually going to have two of them. And so we're working as hard as we can because Sherathon is also open house. So we have open house for a full week. And uh, folks can come in and see the ministry. And, yeah, glad, glad for you to do that. And uh, we are excited about all that. But also part of our Sherathon prep is that if now this year we want as many churches to come, we want as many people to come, no restrictions. We're, we're trying to get as many people to come to the services as is possible. The night service has been moved back to seven, and so we're excited about that. Brother Rudy Smith being here with us Monday through Friday nights at seven, so we're looking forward to that. But we have a lot of folks that won't get to be in all the services, but if they had the hookup, they could watch. So there's several ways to watch us. If you have a computer, you can go on our website and you can watch what's going on. You can just, if you have a computer, you just log into it. You can do it on your phone. You could log into our website and go that way. You can and watch that way. You can also watch on your phone on your app. You can also, if you've got a, a, a newer model television, you can cast your phone to your television. You ever, you ever done that? Yeah, you, uh, well, like on mine, mine's an Apple. Everything here in the ministry is Apple. And so if I pull it down, if I pull the right top of the screen down, 
it shows me, hmm, I have to get my grandkids to figure it out here. Maybe it doesn't sense it. Maybe that's what it is. Okay. So if there's a television in range that has that function turned on, then it will give me the option to, to do what I'm doing and to cast it up to the television. The problem is it ties up your phone. So you can, if you have a television that came with Roku, or if you want to buy a Roku stick, if it came with Amazon Fire, or if you want to buy a Fire Stick, or if it came with uh, Apple Television, or you want to buy an Apple Television box, we have an app for all three of those companies. And so you can free up your telephone, and you can, if you have internet, it connects to your internet. If you don't have internet, you can turn on your hotspot. If you have data on your phone, you can hotspot your television into your phone, and you can watch it on your television even without internet if you have data and a good cell signal. So there's multiple ways of doing it, and, uh, but here's what we want you to do. We don't want you to wait till Sherathon starts and then say, uh, I can't get it to work. How do I do this? <laughs> okay. Now's the time. Now's the time. Now's the time. So I've been answering a lot of questions. So I said, well, I have that. I have Roku or I have Apple or, or I have uh, Fire, Amazon. But now what do I do? Go into your home screen and look for the apps. It should be a little something that'll say apps or it'll have a some type of a little icon you click on your apps and you you click it, it should bring up and show you a whole list of things that are available and you click on the app and we are anchor broadcasting network abn you click on that you download the app onto your television and now when you bring your television on, we're, we'll be one of those. And it's just like downloading the Prime app or the Netflix app or the NBC app or the, or the, the um, Paramount app or all of those different apps. It's just like that. Now, many of those come preloaded on your television, but you can load a bunch of stuff. And so everything's a little different. Every TV manufacturer's a little different. So we're not talking about the brand of the TV as much as we are what makes it smart. Does that make sense? So let me give you an example. I bought a Samsung television, but we don't have a Samsung app. Comporium stopped using cable television uh, as far as the coaxial for the, for the television. They stopped using coax. And everybody had to switch to internet-fed television. Well, they require a fire stick. And when you switch over, they give you the fire sticks. Well, we actually have, we have an app for that. So if I go in on my Samsung and try to download, there's not an ABM app that I can download under the Samsung input. So I have to switch over and on the inputs. I switch over to the fire stick input. And then I go to the apps and I download it on from Firestick. And that's how it works. Does that make sense? Well, it kind of does and it kind of doesn't. Yeah, I, I get it. So okay, let's let's just let's let's imagine okay, let's let's imagine it this way. So let's say that we have an antenna 
hooked to the TV. Let's say that we have cable hooked to the TV. And let's say we have a, 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 a DVD hooked to the TV. Right? Okay. Three different inputs. You have to change the input button to switch between those three things. Okay? A little hard to do, but yeah, that's what you have to do. You have to switch. The same thing is true. You Theoretically, if you have HDMI ports, you could plug in all three of those. You could have Roku, Amazon, and, and Apple if you wanted to. But it's redundant. You wouldn't need it. Okay? Because... You know, you wouldn't need that. You just need one of those. So anyway, if we can explain it further, we'll be glad to try. All right. Let me welcome. I don't know how to say. I don't think I've ever heard this pronounced. A-L-A-C-H-U-A. Is it Alchua? Is it, is it Al, uh, Al? I don't think it's Alchua. Alachua? Maybe it's Alachua, Florida. Ann Arbor, Arden, Bancroft, Wisconsin, Birmingham, Brevard, uh, Charlotte, Covington, North Carolina. Where's Covington? I don't know. No, I'm, excuse me. Georgia. Georgia. I looked at it wrong. Elizabethtown, Illinois, Fort Mill, Franklin, Greensboro, Hendersonville, Houston, Kiez, Manchester, Morrisville, Nassau, Oberlin, Ohio, Ottawa, Ontario, Richardson, Texas, Rock Hill, South Carolina, Sacramento, California, San Diego, California, Silva, Toledo, Germany, United Kingdom, Europe, all undiscernible. And uh, we're glad to have all of you with us. Let me go a little further here. And it reset because somebody else come on. Germany just popped in. That's what it was. And uh, so the District of Columbia, Weaverville, and Williamston, South Carolina, rounded out. Glad to have you with us. All of you, glad to have you with us. That's something unusual happened a while ago. I, I, had, I had a wellhead freeze during this last cold snap. And so I went to buy a light bulb. Now that sounds pretty, pretty simple, doesn't it? A light bulb. You can put about a 40-watt light bulb in a wellhead, and turn it on during cold weather, and it'll keep it from freezing. But there's one catch to it. Not just any light bulb will do that. Somebody said, oh, one of those heat lamps. No, I don't want a heat lamp. It's too much. It's not what I'm wanting. Well, just put a regular LED in it. Here's the problem. They don't get hot. LEDs don't get hot. You can touch them. You'll be on for hours. You can reach and get them, touch them. They do put off a very small amount of heat. Fluorescents put off a little bit of heat, but uh, LEDs don't put off much at all. And so you put an LED and it's liable to freeze. So here's the problem. You can't buy incandescent light bulbs. Did they outlaw them? I don't know. The only place that I could find an incandescent light bulb was for an appliance. So I think like a, one for an oven or maybe a refrigerator, they still use an incandescent bulb for those. But those are just tiny, you know, 11 watt or 40 watt. They're just very, very minute. So I end up finding a little ceramic heater that screws into a socket, a little 100 watt of ceramic. So I'm going to go with that. And of course, I've got it. I've changed some things around. Here's the funny part. I had it insulated and it never froze last year. 
when at Christmas it never froze. But the difference is it didn't stay cold as long. But this thing froze solid and busted one inch right at the wellhead. It busted it from, the, from where it come out of the well. It busted all the way down and all the way down to the Union. So I have had to replace every bit of that because it cracked it, froze it and cracked it. And so nobody was at the house at the time. And so there was no water usage in that. When they talk about letting the water drip, it works. It really does. I don't know that we'll have any more uh, super cold weather. I don't know that we will. And, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure. We may have another cold blast in February. But don't know. It's, it would be, put it this way, zero weather in February is not near as common as it is in January. And uh, so I said, well, what's the difference? LED stands for a light-emitting diode. So they have very little heat, very little current draw. And it's a, it's a technology that allows, I mean, a police car. They can turn, and I know this because I ask. Uh, I went by a police car back during, I don't know, COVID or sometime. It's sitting over at the airport, and I was in there late one night. Police car sitting there in the lane. Lights are on. The blue lights are on flashing and nobody around it. It's locked up. Motor's turned off. Frost on the windshield. And so I asked one of the guys, when I come by, I said, that not run your battery down? He said, no, it's LED. He said, we can run those lights all night long, and it will not run the battery down. You couldn't do that on the old type because those halogen bulbs that rent them, they would, uh, I mean, you had to keep the car running because it would run your battery down in just a short amount of time. So LEDs, you know, but an old-timey bulb, incandescent, basically you're getting a small effect of what you would at welding. Stick welding, we make it an arc. That's, that's, that's the principle of, of the light coming from an LED bulb. Of course, it's called the Edison bulb. Thomas Edison invented that. And so, and, and of course, one of the byproducts is they're vacuumed. They do that in a vacuum, but one of the byproducts is that that electrical short in a, in a light bulb that creates the light in the arc, it produces heat. And so light bulbs have always been hot, but not anymore. LEDs are cool. So doesn't help you to turn a light on the well if it's an LED. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I thought they were on the bottom shelf. I went to there, and they are sold out. And so... Uh, yeah, uh, they. I've, I've looked everywhere, and I can't get any. That, uh, you know, I'm uh, now. You can get the heat lamps, and of course, we use those of the animals. I use heat lamps on on birds, and stuff like that. And you can get those, but those are big. You know, they're 125 or, or 250. It's a lot of wattage. A little 40 watt bulb just doesn't take that much. And but I will tell you this: we had one of our, one of our. Uh, uh, staff houses, heat went out, and so they've been using portable electric heaters. Uh, just a small, small house. Light bill was over four hundred dollars this month for using electric heaters. Yeah, very expensive. So if you want to know how to calculate that, a fifteen hundred watt heater is what most most of them are. If you ran it continuously, figure at about thirteen cents an hour. Someone said, well, that's cheap. Well, do the math on it, though. Okay, so uh, $0.13 cents 
an hour. Let me just let me just do it here on my calculator. So if we got, and it's not quite that, but let's just figure it at 13 cents an hour times 24 hours. So it's going to cost you, uh, come on, 13 cents, not $13, an hour for 24 hours equals $3.12 is what it costs you to run a heater, electric heater, $3.12. Now, times 30 days costs you $93.06 to run one electric heater. Around the clock, $93.60 for an electric heater. So, so electric heat's the cheapest. Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Um, if you have a heat pump, but I'm, I'm talking about radiant heat. I'm talking about strip heat. Uh, that's, yeah, it, it's not. Uh, it's true you get all of it. It's, you know, there's no fumes. There's no vent. There's no yeah, exhaust. That's true. But. The efficiency, even with the ceramic heaters and all the other types, you're still, it's just one-to-one. -one. That's as good as it's going to get. It's one-to-one. -one. Now, if you go into a heat pump, you know, your efficiency can be really high. You can get heat pumps now that are like 20 sear, and they're amazing Boy, how much heat they'll put out. I mean, they actually blow warm air. They used to. They blow cold air, but now they actually blow warm air, and they will continue to do that way on down below the freeze point. So the technology's come a long way with heat pumps. Uh, this, this area was almost too cold for heat pumps when they first come out, and people were not real tickled with them. But now with the new technology, the heat pumps are doing pretty well. And the mini splits, they don't even have backup in them. And I'm not sure what the difference is, but a mini split, they don't use the, the, the strip heat. And uh, I don't know. I don't know exactly how they do it. But uh, they're extremely efficient. They really are. Uh, but again, you're getting the compression, and so you're getting a 2-to-1, 3-to-1, 4-to-1, and even more, you know, depending on what the outside temperature is. And that's how that works, converting the temperature outside to the temperature you want it to be on the inside. And, of course, uh, we, we've, we've, we haven't done it this year in terms of comparison as far as trying to figure out what's the cheapest. But uh, last year, with all the stuff that went on in Ukraine, uh, gas went out of sight. Uh, it, it, propane, propane went out of sight, and so did natural gas. Natural gas for years, everybody said, oh, it's the cheapest way to heat. Well, it wasn't there. At one time, it went to $7 a therm, and, uh, which is a million BTU. That's not cheap by no measure. That's very expensive. And uh, a lot of times when we do cost analysis and cost comparison, if you're not using heat pumps, the old-fashioned number two fuel oil is still very competitive. You get more BTUs out of number two fuel oil than you do burning number one. And you get, you know, and so and it, and it get, you get more out of uh, number two than you do propane or natural gas. The BTUs of propane is, is more than natural gas. So uh, anyway, all right. Thank you for being with us this afternoon. Todd Bell is home. I had a question. His blood count is up, but still not where it needs to be and not sure. Uh, not sure. Okay, so remember him as you pray. There was a tragedy this morning in Madison County. A high school senior was killed, on, apparently on the way to school, a young lady. And so please pray for that family, okay?
Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, get glory to yourself. And Lord, we plead the blood and ask for your will and your way in the midst of all of these things. And we ask it and pray in Christ's name. Amen and amen.